Welcome to the 168 Podcast, bringing you the best in fitness, health, and all things in between, with your host, Parissa. Hi, everyone. This is Dean from CrossFit 168, and I am guest hosting the podcast today because we have the very special opportunity to be talking with Parissa, who normally would be uh, would be the interviewer, but should t- today we're going to pick her brain. So, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Role reversal today. There you go. I, I prefer the other side, I think. I think you're going to do just fine. She's, <laughs> she did say she's very nervous. But we're going to talk very briefly today about uh, Pris's journey um, from a corporate yep. through to um, starting in CrossFit, competing at a national level, um, owning a gym, and about um, motherhood and training. Fantastic. So, should we start from the top? We should, yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you, Prisa. Um, So, pretty similar stories, I think, you and I. So, um, I also uh, have a background in corporate. So, prior to starting CrossFit, um, I had studied accounting at uni um, and I worked in corporate for nine years, so various roles before I found CrossFit, um, kind of by accident, actually. I didn't even know what CrossFit was when I walked into my first CrossFit gym. Never heard of it. Didn't know anyone that did it. And that was very early days. I think it wasn't as mainstream um, as it is now. So, I just kind of rocked up to this, what I thought was just going to be a normal training session. And uh, it was a CrossFit workout and killed me and loved and I loved it. Um, and I hadn't really done anything, you know, even remotely close to what CrossFit is. Prior to that, I used to run and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I, that sort of the obsession began and I thought it might be a phase that would wear off, but it didn't. And um, it kind of the obsession grew and grew and grew until eventually the transition started from, you know, working a nine to five corporate job to going to the gym before work, going to work going back to the gym after work and spending all weekend there. So literally every waking moment outside of my nine to five was spent at the gym. Um, and eventually that led to me quitting my job. That's right. Um, but the, when you did quit your job to start um, running a CrossFit gym, um, it wasn't initially 168, even though we we had met prior to, to us both getting into CrossFit. Yes. Um, so let's, let's step back a second and, and talk about that. I love this story cause we came around full circle. So, um, Dean and I met many, many years ago before either of us had started CrossFit, um, through mutual friends at a birthday, sort of just afterwards, we, we had both sort of started CrossFit and, um, I remember I was probably about a year in when you were opening 168. And at that time, I hadn't quit my job yet. And I had just signed a contract for um, a role within the company I worked for in our London offices. So when you said to me, oh, do you, you know, I'm opening up a gym in the city. Do you want to be involved? I couldn't do it because I she was. Said no. I said no. <laughs> I said no the first time around. And because I was planning on moving to London, I had a visa and everything um, being processed and I'd signed the employment contract and everything was good to go. Seriously, I didn't know that. I, I thought you were just playing hard to get. <laughs> so, so that, that um, yeah, so that was, that was what happened initially. 
And then that I even had found a CrossFit gym in London that I wanted to train at. And then that all fell through. Um, and I ended up staying in Sydney, ended up quitting my job and buying into this, the CrossFit gym that I trained at. Uh, and I ended up being a partner there and did that for a number of years. Um, and after a few years that sort of fell through and I reached out to you and we hadn't had a lot of contact in between that time. We had a bit, um, we had sort of remained in contact on social media and things like that. Um, and it was the first time I think since I was like 14 or 15 that I was unemployed. I didn't have a job and I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I called you and I said, Dean, do you need a coach? <laughs> Can I come work at 168? And, uh, and that's, that's what sure. happened. Yeah. yeah. So that was December 2015. That's right. So we'd been open for two years. You, you guys had been open for two years. <laughs> um, and so um, I started coaching casually and, and we had discussed that my plan was to open up a gym. That's right. Um, and, and that was always the idea. I wanted to open up, open up a gym out Kingsgrove way. And, uh, and so for six months, I worked at 168, worked in the CBD. Um, after about six months, found a place and mentioned to you that got a place. It looks good. It's, you know, ticks all the boxes. Um, and you said to me, Oh, do you want to go in together with it? Hmm. I said, sure. <laughs> Great. Mm. And the experience I had, I have to say, in those six months of working at, at 168 was a really, really, really pleasant experience and um, seeing how you sort of ran the business and the community and all that sort of stuff, it was just, it, it felt like the right thing to do. Um, and so in June 2016, we opened up what was not called 168 at the time, was Box RX. That's right. In Roselands. That's right. Because I think, so the thinking of the, of the name at the time, um, CrossFit 168 wasn't really a brand yet. Um, and we weren't even sure that we were going to keep the name because we'd mm. moved from 168 Day Street to 277 Sussex Street. Um, so it was a little bit irrelevant. Um, so we had considered the change in the name. We didn't know what we wanted to do and we just thought we'll open another CrossFit gym. We'll call it something else. Uh, and the reason why we wanted to call it something else and not have CrossFit in the name is because we thought at the time. People were still scared. People were still scared of CrossFit. Yeah. They were still intimidated um, yeah. because we were still hardcore. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we, um, we thought we'd, we'd soften it down a little bit. We'd keep. Um, words in the name that CrossFitters were familiar with. So we would still get some, you know, existing CrossFitters would be able to recognize that it was a CrossFit gym. Uh, cause anyone that's done CrossFit knows what, um, a box is. It's what they, what we used to call gyms. Yeah. Um, and RX is, yeah. is terminology we use to, to describe the weight or, um, the movements, uh, in a workout. So yeah. we thought we'd cover both bases. Yeah. And then. And then 18 months later, 18 months passed, we were Box RX for, for a year and a half and we relocated just down the road, so not too far. Um, and during that time, you'd, I think you'd planted the seed a little bit in my mind of rebranding to 168. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seemed fitting that in sort of November, December 2017, mm-hmm. when we did move, 
it was a good time to go for a rebrand. Yep. And looking back, it was the best thing we've done. Obviously, like one, you know, one six eight and what it is now and the brand that it is now. Um, it was just the right decision, but also bringing CrossFit back into the name because by then as well, it was a little bit more mainstream or, or a lot more mainstream. A lot more people knew about it. Um, I think with the, um, you know, rise in their 45s and other functional fitness gyms as well, it bridged the gap between people that had been going to your regular gym versus CrossFit. That's I right. think it just yeah. – it was a nice sort of in between. So we, you know, right, yeah. people weren't as afraid of CrossFit as yeah. what yeah. they were maybe two years prior or five years prior. Yeah. And, and I started to think a little bit more about how we could expand the brand and the offering to members of both gyms by starting to collaborate between the two, two gyms. Um, and so we started almost immediately running competitions at Kingsgrove yep. that had um, where we invited members from both gyms mm-hmm. and we started looking at running the same programming and yeah. all that sort of stuff and starting to grow some synergy between the two locations mm-hmm. um, so that we could increase our offering. And, and we do have some members that go between the two yeah. gyms yeah. Um, and, it, and if it suits their lifestyle, which yeah, is great. Definitely. It's something that I think really laid the seed for what we're now trying to do with looking at more spaces and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, just geographically putting locations in places where it's going to benefit our members yeah. more rather than always looking at, you know, at where some gyms might be or, or some businesses rather are, are purely focused on attracting new business. Um, we're primarily motivated by how we can complement the business that we already have. Yeah. And the members that we already have. Yeah. Uh, which is the same story with Alexandria. And I think Alexandria, with with Alexandria opening, it's done that really well. Because mm. the the community between the three and the interaction between the three now yeah. is really, really good. Yeah. And it's, it is almost driving time, equal distance between. Between. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, so then, so we rebranded to 168 and we've been operating as 168 Kingsgrove now, um, you know, since, since December 2017. Recently relocated again. Recently relocated again. So, um, yeah, December actually, December, December just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, we relocated two doors down. Yep. That was nice and convenient. Yeah. Um, and we, and post COVID, um, we, we got to a point where we needed to, you know, fortunately we, we needed to upgrade and we needed a bigger space and it was a great problem to have. And it, it just worked out really well with the timing of our lease. Yeah. Um, and this new space popping up next door. It is a common theme with 168 gyms though that we need to move. Yeah. Often. Yes. Yeah. And it's an, it's a nice, position to be in, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the physical work aside, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, which we're I also think, getting quite good at, which we're getting better at. Yeah. But we, so we moved that in about oh, two days a week, yeah. a week. We, we went, we from were, Bear we, Shell we didn't to, lose any days. No, we no, didn't we, cancel any classes. Yeah. We went from Bear Shell to what, basically what, what you see now, yeah. um, minus completed signage and a few small details, yeah. um, in a, in a week. Yeah. And then, Moved everything over on the weekend and started classes again on the Monday. Yeah. Um, With a so, lot of help from our members and mm, friends and family. It is good. Um, the, 
it is convenient when when we do like to move often to have lots of strong and fit friends. Yes, they make that very it makes possible. a difference. <laughs> yeah, and, and I I I do enjoy the moving and and you're you're a pro at it now. Yeah, I get bored if we're not moving soon. So I think maybe we got to move one of our gyms again. Maybe maybe no new project. Maybe. <laughs> So yes, yeah, so, and true. and and that was that was that, and here we are now. So um, it's been a wild, wild few years. It's been fantastic. We've had a lot of things, you know, a lot of changes and a lot of new people and faces and and, and in between all that, yes, um, you started competing. I did. So in. 2015, I entered my first weightlifting competition. Um, so with Ricky from Athletica, um, as my coach, we entered the New South Wales state championships and, um, I won that, which was great and qualified for nationals. And, um, so, you know, each year, so 2015, I competed at nationals, placed bronze. 2016 nationals silver and then 2017 nationals went gold. And during that time, um, I then, uh, transitioned to odd socks weightlifting, um, where Steve was my coach there. And, and he, so I was really lucky in that he, he really saw, um, you know, where I could get to because I didn't. For me, it was just, it started off as something fun because I was just, I loved weightlifting so much. And we started running weightlifting classes in the city. And, you know, it's, you know, become a big part of, of 168. And we've all really fallen in love with that side of yeah. the CrossFit. Um, but he, so for me, it started off as, I'll just do this competition and see where I go. And then the next competition, let's just see where it goes. There was no plan to, do it for X amount of years and get to, to where I got to. But he sort of, as, as time went on, as years, years went on, he, he, you know, was like, you can go to, you can go for Com games and let's try and get to trials. And I sort of laughed at the thought because I was like, it's Commonwealth games trials. I'm not going to get to that level. Um, but I did and, and it was amazing. And the plan always was that, um, it just, because it takes so much time to, I think to, do it properly. And I wanted to do it properly. It's a full-time job. So for those, you know, from 2015 to 2017, my number one focus was competing. I was training, you know, two to four hours a day. Food was spot on. Everything was measured because, you know, you have to make weight for comps and things like that. Recovery, I was doing, you know, um, physio and massage and everything once a week. And, um, you know, the, 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 the gym was, I was trying to run it as best I could while still competing and looking back, had I not done that, had I not competed, I think, you know, maybe would the gym have been progressing faster or, and it probably would have, but at the time I think it's, it was the goal that I had set to, to compete and get to a level and, um, you know, the, the relationships that you build and what you learn, I think it made me a better business owner and a better coach, um, in the, in that field. Yeah. And then um, I think that is one of the things that we, um, we do reasonably well at yeah. 168 is, uh, we have a large emphasis on weightlifting yeah. and that from a large extent comes from, um, the experience that you had competing, um, and 
um, some of the coaches and myself sort of got to ride along with you some of the way as well. And that was the introduction for some of us into the competitive side of weightlifting. Um, We were a registered barbell club for a couple of years there as well. So, we we were right into it. And um, Lizzie competed. competed. Um, We had a a couple of girls compete. Um, And we have a – particularly our female weightlifting team. She's very strong. Yes. Um, And, uh, yeah, that that was interesting – that for a, a few years we were right into the the competitive side of weightlifting. So um, I think my, personally, as a coach, then going along that ride with you um, to some extent, and and the other coaches that that also got to go along with you, mm-hmm. um, that was invaluable, and we learned a lot about the sport of weightlifting yes. and how to coach it. Yes, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, some of the how to how to warm up your athletes properly, how to yep. navigate through competition day yep. uh, on on the calls and the weight increases, and how to buy more time and all that sort of stuff. There's oh, a lot of strategy huge, that goes yeah. into it. It's very stressful for a coach. It's really stressful for a coach. <laughs> uh, so, like, even like, I'm obviously very amateur in that domain, um, but yeah, for the for the for anyone that's coached weightlifting properly and, and through uh, through sport uh, the sport of weightlifting will know what I'm what I'm talking about um, it's it's a really interesting perspective it's amazing and the programming mm. side of it and knowing mm. how to program yeah. you know a weightlifting program and yeah. and um, and that very much comes across in in how we program for CrossFit too yes um, opens prep aside that we've just been through yeah. um, and we are going back to a more traditional programming now and um, it's interesting that we all program um, as a group for the gyms so um, we programmed today and there was myself and um, was it five five, five of us yeah yep five five girls sitting around a table yeah and we very rarely disagree about how we're going to program a strength block yeah um, because we all sort of come from now we've got some some great insights in yeah. how to properly program for weightlifting yeah um, and I think that's something that a lot of CrossFit gyms and coaches could could benefit from. I so, think so I'd, yeah. I'd be encouraging anyone that wants to that owns a CrossFit gym or any strength and conditioning facility um, that has athletes that are interested in doing weightlifting um, to encourage them and go along yes. for that ride because it's 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 great. Um, and yeah, that's become a, a real flag of ours yeah. in our in our house. It's a huge part of one six eight. A lot of people are. are, are come into our gyms just to weightlift now um which is great yeah and and that can only help the technique and that sort of stuff that you see in weightlifting sorry in crossfit workouts when they've been experienced uh, exposed to some extent to um proper weightlifting training yeah Mm. yeah no it was it was invaluable the experience and it was amazing and um as you said i think i think it's definitely added for all of us um everything that we've learned and throughout all of our, you know, Lizzie competing and myself and coaching at comps, no matter how big or small. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so that was, that was the competition side of things. Um, and we sort of, I had said to Steve, um, you know, when we talked about com games, that that would sort of be the last big comp. That was the end goal. Um, not because I was sick of, competing or anything like that but because there were other priorities obviously the gym being one um I was getting married at the time um and you know then it took you know you think about starting a family and all that kind of stuff so if 
if you're single and if you're at uni or if you're, you know, you, you when you have the time to dedicate to a, to being a full-time athlete, it's the bit like I had the most amazing experience and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Um, but the priorities were definitely um, shifting and I, I, we sort of knew that from the start. So yeah. it wasn't like, you know, yeah. we got to com game trials and, it was a bad experience or I got injured or anything like yeah. that. It was just time to, you know, I had my run and I loved it and I learned every, like so much from it and mm. got so much out of it and built some amazing relationships mm. from that time. And that, that's not something that you sort of just decided this is what I was going to do and let the, 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 the business be a second priority or something like that. Oh, no. That was all tied in. We it were was still all, yeah. growing and learning at that stage and we, you told me that. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, everyone was on board that yeah. that was that should be the priority and it was um, a conscious decision yeah that yeah that they and, would go yeah and and that's why um i said when i say that we all went along for a, a, the ride we took as many coaches as we could along for that ride yeah because we knew that in the long run whilst we were still growing um the, the business and our expertise as coaches and we're still learning and obviously we're, we're always still learning yeah. um but going along for that ride we we learnt a lot that has now helped us to continue to grow the brand. Yeah. Not just what we learnt there, the, like you mentioned, the contacts that we made, some of the people yeah. that walk through the doors of 168 yeah. and the experience and knowledge that they bring and they pass on to uh, our coaches and our members directly, yeah. we would not have and we would not know those people had it not been for um, yourselves and, and, and others' experience yeah. in weightlifting. Yeah. Um, there yeah. was definitely, um, you know, conscious business decisions around yeah. that as well because yeah. we knew that it would would help in the long run. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so that was – and then so 27, end of 2017 was uh, Com Games Trials and, um, and that's when I sort of stopped competing. Um, so it was, yeah, 2015, 2016, 2017 were my competition years. And I still look back with really – like I, I loved it. And I recommend, any, like, if anyone came to me and said, "Hey, do you think I should compete?" Hundred percent, I would. Yeah. Say yes. Should you compete again? Would I? Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Shante asked me this. One of our members asked me this the other day. Yep. And I would not hesitate. If if everything was, um, if I could dedicate the time that I had to to do it, because I'd want to do it properly, yep. I would do it again. And again, it's not I like I can't look back and say it was this particular competition that mm. you know that yeah. I loved or it was yeah. this particular event. It was the whole process, and it was it was the you know uh, if you I, if you ask Al, I would call him sometimes in the and I, and this is training on my own. So I majority ninety percent of my training sessions were done on my own. Mm -hmm. And you have days where you just don't want to do it or you're tired or your body hurts or you're just like I just can't do it today. And you know, I would call him and I'd be in tears and I'm like, I couldn't hit my numbers today. <laughs> and now I look back and laugh. But at the time like it's it's getting through all of those it's yeah. getting through those sessions and um, the struggles and the wins and the like. I bombed two of two comps in a row. I bombed. Um, for those not familiar with weightlifting competitions, if you miss, so you have three snatches and you have three clean and jerks. 
And if you miss the three snatches or the three clean and jerks, it's an automatic out. Like it's zero next to your name. There's a mm-hmm. line and you get zero points and you like you're done. What a shame. <laughs> it's it what is, a shame. Oh, the shame. <laughs> and two comps in a row I bombed and I thought, no, nah, this isn't this isn't <laughs> happening. Yeah. Um but to be able like, you know, to keep going and to to want to keep going after that, um, despite the shitty days and comps and things like that, it does make it's really cliche um to say, you know, failure makes you stronger and all that kind of stuff but it really is true yeah um and you've i think i just you've got to want it enough and i really wanted to i I loved it so much that it was what i wanted to do yeah um so yes i would 100 percent compete again as a master because i'm not young anymore (laughs) i'm masters this year you think that'll come around what's that do you think that'll come around uh Maybe yeah. later down the track. Dust off the old <laughs> lifting suit. Got to get this kid out first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm six, six months pregnant for those that yeah. are not aware. <laughs> so probably so, not anytime soon. So you do that and then? And then we'll and then the lifting suit then, can come back there out. There you go. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, this year I'm officially master's age, 35. Mm-hmm. So there you, go. there you go. And the master's comps were always in really cool locations yeah always yeah. barcelona berlin tokyo maybe not anymore mm. with the current state of the world but mm. yeah i do i i loved competing be interesting lifting heavy post motherhood yeah mm. be great <laughs> i miss it i definitely miss it well, we'll see what happens yeah and so that was 2017 yeah and then you got married got married right yeah married al that was that was early 2018 Where'd you meet al? Pardon? Where'd you meet Al? <laughs> we met at the gym. There you go. <laughs> well, it was the only it's place. It's not an uncommon story, oh, is it? I didn't. I had no life outside of the gym, so yeah. it was bound to happen. <laughs> um, although I, I, it, this was pre one six eight, and I swore that I would never, ever, ever date a member because it would be completely unprofessional. Oh. And that didn't happen, obviously, but it's worked out really well. <laughs> I've met Al though; he's persistent. He's he's, he's persistent. persistent. We we um no, we just started off as friends, and mm-hmm. the the more we sort of spoke, a relationship developed. He knew what he was doing. I'm getting really embarrassed now. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> this isn't what we're supposed to be talking about. knew what he was doing. So yeah, so here we are now, second child on the way. So we got married. Yeah, we we met at the gym. Uh, I got married after, uh, so a- April 2018. Mm-hmm. So he was, and, and that, look, that was a big help as well, the fact that he was so supportive of everything mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, running a business and competing and, like, it's it's time-consuming stuff. So he was, he's always been super supportive of everything, um, you know, so I'm really, Massive really lucky in that girl. sense. My biggest fan. You know, he, even to this day, I, I'll i forget numbers from comps and he yeah. can tell me, oh, yeah. this competition, oh, yeah. you, you lifted this much yeah. and you did this. And your, even your like your competitors were, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he's right into it. He's, he's so into it. Fan. He loves it. Yeah. So it's been, um, so that that's really been helpful. Mm. It's been nice. <laughs> so tell us now um, that you're a mother. Yep. What does your training look like? 
What does your day look like? You're, you're, oh. you're training and um, business ownership. Yep. Um, yeah. So, gosh, uh, no day is the same. And that was pre-kids, um, you know, no day is the same, but now with an 18 month old and a second on the way, um, every day is a little bit different. Um, three days a week, Jude is in childcare. So they're the days where I, where I get the most of, um, you know, work done and the days start early. They start anywhere from, if I'm coaching the, the morning class, they start at 4.45, um, coach, come home, get Jude ready for school drop off, go back to the gym. And then it's a day of work, um, whether it's here when we have our, you know, our management meetings every week um, or out at Kingsgrove. And um, training is just sort of whatever I can get in. And it, and it's, it's, it's quick, quick workout. I, you know, a couple of times a week, I try and jump in with a class. Um, and, um, you know, being six months pregnant, obviously the, the intensity is not what it used to be. <laughs> so it's just, you know, moving as, as well as I can. And the goal is, is just that is to move, um, to feel good, to maintain, um, and, and to keep my head clear. Sure. Um, the, the goals with training have definitely changed over the years, obviously. So now it's just keep moving to stay healthy, um, and to keep my mind and my head clear. Um, so I, I try and train or move or do some sort of, you know, something about four to five times a week. Mm -hmm. Some weeks I can hit that other weeks. It's two sessions, other weeks it's nothing. So it just depends on the week and what we've got on. Um, and then evenings are again, coaching, uh, and at nights, once we've put due to bed around eight, eight thirty, we have dinner and then back onto the laptop. So you, you know, some of the members might see some emails from me late at night. We've, you know, you know we're yeah. we're all in on the same boat. Our sort of day starts super early and finish super late. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think in in the in with what we do, there's no nine to five. So yeah, you wouldn't want it to be though, would you? No, no. no. And looking back, and I'm sure you'd feel the same way. You know, working in corporate, you had long hours and you had stress and you had all of that and it was for someone else and it was, there was no purpose and you, you, there was no, like you never saw the impact that you had on someone else. Whereas I think on a daily basis we get to see we've created something that really genuinely helps people. And so it's okay to, you're happy to get up at 5am and work till 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night and, And then, you know, you also then have the flexibility where if you need to, you can step back for, uh, you know, for whatever reason or, um, I, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, definitely. You you just. Yeah. It's long hours, but I would not go back. Oh, (laughs) no. No. Corporate. I know it's for some people really like it. I have a lot of friends that work in corporate and they, they, um, you know, they, they love the flexibility that, that it has. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't go back. No. I and don't think they'd want me back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't. <laughs> I don't think that's an option. No. Yeah. I, look, I didn't hate it, but I also I didn't realize at the time that it definitely wasn't a passion mm, and it definitely wasn't something I loved doing. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't imagine doing anything mm. else. It's a top tip. If yeah. you have any inclination to want to start a business – 
You can have a crack. You, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. It really – well, because you still you, – everyone goes through the stresses and the long hours and all yeah. of that anyway. Yeah. If you found if something that – If you're going to do it anyway, you might as like, well direct it at something that you're passionate that's about. That's it. So, definitely if anyone is on the fence um, – I know I got a couple of messages after um, you interviewed me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, so, thanks to those guys that messaged. Um, anyone that is on the fence and needs that extra little push – Yeah. I hope this is it. Yeah. Because it's like even with even with being an athlete yeah. and a mother and having a family and having to run a business and fit your training around it, yeah. it's still – you would still highly recommend it. I would not change a thing. Yeah. And if you've got a, a, a team of really supportive people around you, friends, family, staff, business partner, like – it just it makes such a big difference, but yeah, you, if I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> it's it's worth every everything. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, good, cool. Well, on that note, on that top tip from Bruce, <laughs> quit your jobs and start your own yeah, business. Yeah, quit your job, have a crack. <laughs> just give it a go. Yeah, what's the worst that could um, happen? <laughs> seek independent financial advice before taking Please, any yes. action based on <laughs> advice given by. Prisa, which is general only. Claim no responsibility. <laughs> okay. Thanks for having me. We were there. Cool. Thank you for being on my podcast. You're welcome. Next week you'll be back with Prisa. Yeah. Um, more guests on the way. More guests on the way. In the meantime, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on the 168 Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and follow us at 168 Podcast on socials. We'll see you next time.